Hey, hey, hey. How y'all doing today? I pray you all are doing well, wherever you may be around the globe. This is Mental and Love Notes 101 with your girl, Prophetess C.L. Suggs. I am so elated just to be in the land of the living. I am elated that you have the opportunity to be able to hear what thus says the Lord. It is a good day, and we shall rejoice and be glad in it. It may not be everything that you desired on this day, but in the midst of it all, God allowed us to see this day, and that's enough to say thank you. That's enough to say thank you. As I stated on last episode, that Thanksgiving came and gone, and some people have forgotten even what it means to be thankful. But every day, as a believer, we should give thanks. That's why First Thessalonians tells us in the book of uh, chapter 5, it said, in all things, in everything, give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning who? You. Concerning you. So give God thanks. Have you, said, ask, have, have you even asked him or have you even said to him, thank you? I don't want anything. I don't need anything. But I just want to say thank you. Have you made that your decree this morning? God, I just want to say thank you. Thank you that I'm in my right mind. Thank you that I have my the help that you have allowed me to have. Thank you for the mobility of my limbs. Thank you that I can hear and see. Nobody has to dress me. Thank you, God, that I'm in the land of the living. Too many have gone away from here in the year of 2022, and you're still here. You're still able to hear me. You're still able to log in and dial in. You're still able to view. Guess what? It's enough to say thank you. Attitude of gratitude. It'll take us a long way. Attitude of gratitude will take us a long way. Have you told the Father thank you? Not just this morning, but every morning. Have you told the Father thank you? As we begin to talk on last week, I was beginning to share with you all about yes. When we give God our yes and fully surrender to giving God our yes, things begin to happen when we give God our yes. Not a sometime, not a maybe, I think I will, but when we give him a true yes, things begin to move on our behalf. Yes to your will, Father. Yes to your way. Not my way, but yes to your way, God. Because our ways gets us in trouble. Our emotions gets us in trouble. Our will gets us in trouble. Our feelings gets us in trouble. But when we yield unto the Holy Spirit, not yield unto flesh, not even yielding to faith, but when we yield to Holy Spirit, we can give Him a true yes. I want to read a couple of verses of scripture in Philippians as I was beginning to just come in my devotion and come into my place of worshiping God and just surrendering to God and giving Him all that is due unto Him. I just began to listen to Holy Spirit and He took me to Philippians chapter 2. 
And if you have your words, if you, your word of God, if you have your word, you have your Bible, just turn to Philippians chapter 2. If you don't have your word, and then you may be driving or wherever you may be in the comfort of your home, and you may not have your word, but guess what? You have a pencil and a piece of paper. You have a note section on your phone. Philippians chapter 2, so you can go back and read it. As I always said, and I will continue to say, don't just take anybody's word for it, but you go back and read and dig and see what God is saying to you. Delve in God's word to see what he is saying to you. Make it personal. If you have not sowed the seed of sharing, share. Send it to someone that may need to hear the word of the living God. Share, share. If you have not subscribed to the Mental and Love Notes podcast, I ask that you subscribe today. If you have not subscribed to the YouTube channel, it's always really available to you. Philippians chapter 2, and it reads as thus. Therefore, if there is any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any affection and mercy, Fulfill my joy by being like-minded, having the same love, being a one accord, a one mind. Verse 3, let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than themselves. Let each of you look out not only for his own interests, but also for the interests of others. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Verse 6. Who, being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming into the likeness of men. And been found in appearance as a man. He humbled himself. And became obedient to the point of death. Even the death of the cross. Therefore God also highly exalted him. And given him the name which is above every name. That at the name of Jesus. Every knee should bow. And those in heaven and those on earth. And those under the earth. And that every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Verse 12 said, Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you both to will and to do for his good pleasure. Do all things without complaining and disputing, that you may become blameless and harmless children of God without fault in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation. Among whom you shine as lights in the world, 16, holding fast the word of life, so that I may rejoice in the day of Christ that I have not run in vain or labored in vain. Yes. 17. Yes. And if I am being poured out as a drink offering 
on the sacrifice and service of your faith, I am glad and rejoice with you all. For the same reason, you also be glad and rejoice with me. And I'm going to stop right there. I read 2 Timothy, excuse me, Philippians, 2 Philippians 1 through 17. There's unity through humility. There's always unity through humility. But what I was beginning to leave with you on today is just simply Jesus said yes when he took on the status of a slave. Jesus gave his yes when he took on the status of a slave. Jesus gave his yes. Not anyone else who could have done what Jesus had done. Not anyone else who could have died the way Jesus has died and rise on the third day. Not anyone else could have done that. And when we think of a slave, we think of a bondsman, a bondservant. We think of, of, of um, a person who is the legal property of another and is forced to obey them. Jesus was on this earth to obey the rules and the regulations of this earth. He did not esteem himself highly because he was high. And he was the, the, the Messiah. He was the Savior of the world. But he still humbled himself even in the, in the making of those who call themselves chief priests and, and priests and, and lawgivers and all those that thought they was above him. All those that thought they was above him. But he said, take on. He said, if any fellowship, verse one said, if any fellowship of the spirit. If any affection bows um, and mercy, fulfill ye my joy by being like-minded. Same spirit. Having the same love. Being a one accord. Of one mind. We need to redouble our efforts in this thing called life. We need to redouble our our efforts in this thing called Christianity or, or believers or born again believers. We need to redouble our efforts because a lot of times we're not doing according to scripture. We're doing according to flesh. We're not doing according to faith. We're doing according to feelings. And Holy Spirit is on the backside looking like, are you listening to me? Are you doing according to me or are you doing according to you? Is it according to the word of the God, the word of God, the living God? Or is it according to the, the God that you serving now? Me, myself, and I. Jesus said this. If there any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the spirit, if any affection, bowels, and mercy, fulfill ye my joy by being, by being, by being, being mean becoming like-minded, not condescending, 
like-minded, having the same love, not throwing around our feelings and how we feel, but he said having the same love. And we know that it's hard for us to even say we love God if we don't even love our brethren. Being of one accord. The only I, I, the thing that we are is called the missio day. And the only thing that and that's the mission of God. The mission of God is to that we fulfill ye his his word. That we proclaim his word. That we be witnesses of his word. That we share his word. That others can come into the fold. Being like-minded. Having the same mind. Having the same spirit. Being all about God. It's all about God. We say that, but do we truly believe it? We say it, but do we truly do it? Having the same love, being of one accord and of one mind. Well, why did Jesus say that? Jesus said yes when he took on the status of a slave. When we just told you what a slave was. So he did begin to tell us in verse 5, he says, so that's why we need to redouble our efforts to make sure we're doing according to what he said. Verse 5 said, let this mind, he already told us to be of one mind, and now he's telling us, even in 3, he said, let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind, let us esteem others better than ourselves. Let us look up to you not only for what his own interest, but also the interests of others. I'm not just thinking about myself, but I'm thinking about you as well. How this, whatever I begin to say or whatever I feel, whatever I allow come out of my mouth, what is it going to do to impact the kingdom? What is it going to do to impact me to grow? What is it going to do? I heard my uh, Bishop Vaughn, I listen to her daily. Bishop Vaughn, Coletta Vaughn, began to say this. She said, we become sometimes allow collateral damage to happen in the point of our feelings, in the point of our will, in the point of our emotions. We have allowed others to be collateral damage. Because a lot of times we do things of self-interest and self-gain, not thinking about others. And that's why so much bickering and back and forth is going on in the house of God. But then let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. What mind did Jesus have? He said, who being in the form of God. Who being in the form of God. Did not consider it robbery to be equal with God. He, he, he was God. He was God's son. Human, mankind, and, and divine human in, in this earth. Wrapped up in flesh. Glory. <laughs> he, he was glory wrapped up in flesh.
Let this mind be in you, which also was Christ, who being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation. It wasn't about him. He understood it wasn't about him. He understood it was all about God. I'm giving God the glory. I'm giving God the praise. I'm giving God the worship. I'm giving God the admiration. I'm giving God the honor. I'm giving God all that is due unto him because it's not about me. Even though I came in the form of God to deliver his people, but it's still not about me. It's not about me. Jesus knew that. He said, but made himself a no reputation, taking on the form of a bondservant. I just mentioned that earlier about a slave. He took on himself as a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men, the fashion of men. Just the way man was. He said, I had to come into the fashion of man for man to understand that it was God through man that was able to pull man out of the pit that man had found himself in. Even to the point. He said, yes. Even to the point of being found in the appearance as man. He had to say, yes, Father, I'll go. Yes, Father, I'll do. Yes, Father, I'll do your will. Yes, Father, I'll work out your plan. Yes, Father, I will be the perpetuation that you called me to be. Yes. And being found in the appearance as man, he began to say, yes, I will become a man. He was spirit being. And he was still spirit being when he came down here. But he still was willing to say, yes, I will become what they are so I can redeem him from what they have become. Should become anyway. Jesus had to say, yes, that I become in the form of man to deliver man. But he still knew who he was. The spirit of the living God. He humbled himself. He humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death. He humbled himself and said, yes, I'll be obedient even to death. Because there was a time in the scripture that he said, God, you know, let this cup pass from me. He said yes, but there was a time that he came in his life that this thing was getting a little too heavy for him. But he still was been, he said, nevertheless, not my will. But thine will be done. Even death of the cross. Jesus said yes in living a selfless, obedient life. Jesus said yes in dying or a selfless, obedient death. He said yes. Not his will, but the Father's will. He said, yes. Can we die? Can, as a matter of fact, can we live a selfless, obedient life? Not just holy, but whole. Thessalonians tell us that. Not just holy, but whole. Blameless, harmless. Can we live a selfless, obedient life? Can we die a selfless, obedient death? Or what would they say about you? And I know folks like always say, and this, the cliche, what people going to talk anyway? They are, but what are you giving them to talk about? What are you giving them to talk about? 
Because if you're doing according to the will of God, guess what? The word will back you up every time. But if you're doing according to flesh, they will have a reason to talk. That's hands down. If they are doing according to, and we are doing according to the will of God, and just as Jesus did, that his life was still being glorified even in all that he was going through. In the midst of it all, he still reigned in the end. But if we are doing stuff according to the flesh, by the flesh, with the flesh, through the flesh, guess what? We're going to have fleshly results. And people are going to talk with fleshly results instead of allowing the spirit to be resurrected. God, Jesus already said, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men to me because they're going to see me, not you. He was fashioned as man, but still was not man. He was obedient to the point of death, even death of the cross. He was obedient. Therefore, God also has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name. That's why Jesus began to do the will of the Father and he, he was exalted and God said he got a name that was above every name that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow and every tongue should confess that he is King of kings and he is the Lord of lords. My question to you, what are you putting on God Christ's altar? What are you putting on Christ's altar? What are you putting? Are you putting living sacrifices on Christ's altar? Altar? Are you putting, or or he say, she say, or how I feel on the altar? Are you putting your emotions on the altar? Are you putting your your? I don't understand what they, what, what what's going on. Are you, what are you putting on the altar of Christ? begin to say therefore my beloved as you have always obeyed it's not a problem about obeying it's a problem when we kind of go off trail he's not in my presence only because we know how to do it when the glory show oh god i thank you jesus we know how to do things when the anointing is there we know how to do things when the anointing is really flowing and and, and that's good but my thing is when the high come down what are we seeing when the high come down, what are we seeing? What are we hearing? What are we feeling? When the high come down. He said, even in the point of his absence, in all time, in all seasons, where we find ourselves, we should be giving God that same praise, that same glory, that same honor. That's why the Bible began to sell us to work out our own soul salvation with fear and trembling. Because if God doesn't mean enough to you to hush your mouth when he tell you to hush and you continue to go past the barrier, then you know what? You got to work out your own soul salvation, fear and trembling. I can't do that. I, I'm not, you know, yes, being a minister or a woman of God or in the kingdom, in, in, in the the, the, the attributes of God, even in the, the call of God, but guess what? In the midst of it all, at the end of the day, you have to work out your own soul salvation. What do you, who do you fear? Because some people don't fear anybody. That's why they do what they do. 
trained thereby to do what they do. But what have God told you to do? He said, you work out your own soul salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you both to will and to do for his good pleasure. It's God's will for you to do what you do. It's God's will for you to say, yes, God, I'll go when you tell me to go. It's God's will for him. It's not your will. To do for his good pleasure. So if it's not bringing God good pleasure, what is it bring? Who is it bringing good pleasure to? Because the enemy loved to see strife and vainglory. The enemy loved to see malice and jealous. The enemy loved to say discord. But God began to let us know. He said, "Do all things without complaining and disputing. Do all things without complaining and disputing." I know we love to sing that song, especially at funerals. I won't complain, but let me tell you something. That, that's a lie, and most of the people that sing it are singing a lie. We'll try not to complain, but the Bible tells us to do all things, all things, and we all cannot say that we do all things by, without complaining and disputing. We find some reason to find argument about everything, anything, all things. But Father, I would put forth every effort to do according to your word they said do all things without complaining and disputing even when we get begin to say and i know sometimes it's in, it's in, it's from a um a compassionate point but we'll say well i don't understand why they treat me like that or i don't understand why she felt like that or i don't understand why she came at me like that and you stuck in your feelings and then every time you stuck in your feelings you want to get her back or want to get him back and do things according to flesh and not the spirit but God said, do all things without complaining or disputing that we may become blameless and harmless children of God without fault, without rebuke in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation. Because guess what? There's some people that's sitting among us that's rebuking us. They don't even belong to God because of what they see. In the household of faith. What they see in the body of Christ. What they see from the people of God who are reading epistles. What are they reading? The crooked and perverse generation love to find fault. They love to find error. They, they, that's what they do. That's who they are. But what are we giving them to do? We putting them to work because of what we doing. God said... That you will become blameless and harmless children of God without fault, without rebuke, in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation, um, among whom you shine as lights in the world. Can they see the light of God? What are we putting on the altar of Christ? Can they see the light of God? Or what are they seeing? Can they see the light of God? Or are they seeing the darkness of the enemy? CC said, holding fast the word of life so that I may rejoice. 
in the day of Christ that I have not run in vain nor labored in vain. That is one of the things. We give God our yes and we want God to have our full yes. That What I talked about in the last episode, the, the genuine yes. But in the same time, we got to make sure that even that we are all that we are doing and all that we are saying yes to, that we are not running in vain or laboring in vain because now we have allowed our flesh to be a part of our ministry. Or we have allowed our flesh to be a part of our lifestyle. We have allowed our flesh. Will, emotion, feelings. Soulish things. That we don't allow soulish issues to be cause a hindrance in our walk with God. And whatever preacher, teacher, prophesy, whatever you're doing. That we don't become a hindrance to the move of what God wants to do. That's why 17 began to tell us, yes, you got to mean that thing. Yes. And if I am being poured out as a drink offering on the sacrifice and service of your faith, if, if Jesus being poured out on the sacrifices of our faith, it's, it's what we putting on his altar. What are we allowed to have come into play in his midst? Is he being poured out like a drink offering? Or he been chunked out? A drink offering. On the sacrifices and the services of our faith. What are the sacrifices and service of our faith? What are we putting on Christ's altar? What are we allowed to be said? What are we allowed to be done? Are, are we still trying to blame everybody else? Because I remember a, a church saying one time, it was on a billboard, and it said, if you don't break the cycle, the cycle going to continue. If you don't break whatever it is that you're doing, going through, or happening, it's going to continue. And I don't know about nobody else, but at some point, you ought to be tired of the cycles, going around that same mulberry bush because you allow things to happen that shouldn't happen coming down on people level instead of standing up on God's level. We should be willing to rejoice with everyone. Yes, we all go through stuff. Yes, we all are in a position of being human and we're going to do human things. But at the same time, we have the hope and glory inside of us by way of Holy Spirit. same joy that we had in the beginning when we said yes when we said God I surrender all all to thee my savior when we say yes God I'll go when you have, if I have to go by myself when we begin to give God all the yes I accept the Lord as my personal savior confessing all my faults before him when we say yes to all that it comes with it, it does not come easy it's going to come with a heavy price but in the same time in the midst of the storm in the midst of the trials in the midst of the tribulation you still got to be willing to say yes god i'm going all the way i'm not going to get in the middle and stop and go all the way back I, the devil is a lot i'm going all the way pushing past the pain Pushing past the hurt. Pushing past the heartache. Pushing past all this stuff that has come against me. 
God is so good, so merciful, so kind that he didn't allow us to be consumed under the foolishness of our own doing. God knows the intents of a man's heart. You can play people. You can try to do it subtly. But let me tell you something. God will reflect back. He will pull out. Pull up. All that we have done. So we can repent and not do it again. The hand of mercy is upon our life. Even as we. Whatever we put on Christ's altar. And if it's not of God. Thank God that he didn't allow us to be consumed on that altar. When we were doing the foolishness. In the point of giving God yes. It's going to take. A self-examination to make sure that we are in the spirit and not in the flesh. A self-examination to know when I'm doing the will of God and not the will of myself. The self-examination yes does not come easy. Yes, it's three little words, but guess what? It has so much weight with it. God I will be a slave to you and not a slave to my flesh yes God I, God already told us whoever you yield your members to that's who you become servant that's who you gonna serve is it the flesh or the spirit is it your soul or your spirit in the midst of it all and all that we go through in a day's time, in a week's time, in a month's time, in a year's time. Guess what? Even in it all, if you give God your yes, yes going to back you up every time. Because heaven, he said, a cloud of witness is going to be there to back you up. So no matter what people do and say and how they try to come at you, whatever condescending words they say to you, Whatever insulting words they say to you, whatever degrading things they say to you, whatever demeaning things they say to you, whatever ostracizing words they say to you, whatever negative word curses they say over you, you have to say yes, God, to your will and yes, God, to your way. And yes, God, I will take heed to everything you say, because the word of God, I don't care what comes and what goes. The word of God will stand by itself. The word of God will back you up, whatever you say, whatever somebody else said and you know it's not bearing witness with your spirit then go to the word of God and dig out the word of God over your circumstance over your situation and give God yes I will take heed to what you say rather than what they say because they say it could have you bound and you don't even know where to be found at. But in the midst of what you go through, in the midst of how somebody make you feel, go to the word of God because the word of God is light by itself. And it doesn't need nobody else to enhance it. It doesn't need anybody else to pull it out. It'll, look, you go to it by yourself and make it personal. What is the word saying to you? What has God said to you? Because some people can pull out stuff just to come at you. But I remember that the Bible says speak the truth in love. Not to speak the truth and get back. Not to speak the truth and how can I hit you back. Not get to speak and that pit, that tit, tat. 
tennis ball ministry is what the Holy Spirit said. Tennis ball ministry. Because a whole lot of people got tennis ball ministry. Hit me, I'm going to hit you back. You come at me with this, I'm coming at you with that. And, and, and God said, all this mess is going on on my altar. Christ's altar. And it should not be. And it should not be. When we give God our yes, we have to die to self. Remember what I asked you earlier. Will you live the selfless, obedient life of Christ? Will you die the selfless, obedient life to Christ? Death to Christ. Whatever it is, whether you live or die, if it's in Christ, guess what? You got to die to self anyway. Are we really dying to self? Or is that just something we like to say? Giving God your yes, it's going to take a self-examination. You don't need anybody else to do that self-examination. You do it yourself. Because you know where you fell short. You know where you came off wrong. You know where you moved in flesh. You know when you moved in emotion. You know when you moved in feelings. And it was not of God. And I don't care how you try to justify it, who try to justify it, when they try to justify it, it's not of God. I remember the lady was saying, she said there were times that she found her keys and I can relate to the same situation. That's why it resonated with me. She said she couldn't find her keys and she was just hollering at everybody. She said that the man supposed to been dropping off a package at a house, the FedEx driver. And the FedEx driver said, you know, it's okay, take your time. She said, uh, well, I just can't find my key. And she's going off on the FedEx driver because that's what we do. We are ticking time bomb ready to go off on people that doesn't even deserve what we we mad about and so she said she went off on the, the, the driver he stood back and just kind of looked patiently he put the packages by the door and he, you know and she said well i'm sorry i just can't find my keys and she's still going off by them keys and so the holy spirit but he's talking the whole time but she wasn't listening holy spirit was telling her you know telling her to seek me and seek knock and the door shall be open but she was so honed in that i can't find my keys the Holy Spirit said, well, give it to me. Give it to me. So finally, when the, 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 the FedEx driver told her, he said, take your time. I'm fine. I got a little time. So finally, in his calmness, even though she was acting a wild mess, high in authority. You hear me? She's high in authority. And he, she said, even though I was acting all unruly, she said, but he was back there just as calm. And she said, and finally the Holy Spirit said, ask me. And she said, Holy Spirit, please help me find my keys. Some kind of way they had rolled all the way on the other side of the door, in between the door and the and the, the seat. And there they go. Probably when she drove and she turned the wheel and they went flying over there. But they, they went flying over there. And so finally when she asked Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit took her right straight to it. And she kept apologizing to the man. This is a woman who's in the word. Like I said, hiding authority. And yet this, this this FedEx driver was more calmer than she was. And she had to repent. She said, God, forgive me. And she told the man, she said, forgive me. She said, because I shouldn't even act like that. And we do. We find ourselves sometimes acting like we should not act. In the midst of it being in a hurry. In the midst of when we can't find something. When somebody says something. When somebody done something. We get all upset fall out of pieces, want to get folks back, want to allow our anger and our emotions to rule. And then God saying, just listen to the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is there to help you. Holy Spirit is there to 
Holy Spirit is there to help you. That is his assigned job to help us to learn to shut up, help us to learn to be quiet, help us to learn to be silenced, help us to learn to use wisdom. Holy Spirit is our helper, our greatest helper. So we're not listening to him. That's why we find ourselves in a whole lot of heap of mess that we should not find ourselves in. So in the midst of you giving God your yes, make sure you check you first. Check you first. Because we ready to check everybody else, but then we wrong. Because we allow stuff to go on for so long, and now it's becoming a problem to everybody. And because now everybody's saying something, I want to check everybody. No, check you first. Check what you have allowed to go on. Check what you have allowed to happen. Check what you have allowed to to keep transpiring when it should not. If you want to continue to stay in that cycle, you stay in that cycle. But people are tired of the same cycle. We sometimes are our own worst enemy. And we want to blame everybody else. We are our own worst enemy. When we get in our feelings, we lose our leadership. When we get in our feelings, we lose our credibility. When we get in our feelings, we lose our vitality. When we get in our feelings, we lose the team because of unbridled emotions. That's what Dr. Vaughn began to say. She said we lose the team because of unbridled emotions. And I can relate. Even with my own team. Things that I said, things that I done because I was upset and I was frustrated and I was irritable. And when we ignore people and cut folks off, you know how we can quickly cut folks off. I'm going to cut them off. I don't want or ignore them. And sometimes it's that subtle ignore. I smile, but I really don't want to talk to them. Uh-huh. Acting unseemly to others, that is not of God. That is of flesh. That is of emotion. That is of feelings. And that is not of the spirit of the living God. But God is telling us, even in this time, in this season, that we have to do as Philippians 2, chapter 2 said, we have to be lowless in mind, esteeming others better than ourselves. It's not always about you, but you need to check you. To make sure that you are doing it according to the will of God. That you are doing it according to what you say yes to. You signed up for this. You gave God your yes. Even though the spirit of the living God was pulling you and tugging you, it was up to you to give God your yes. God didn't force nobody to give him a yes. God didn't force anybody to come to the altar. God didn't force anybody to confess their sins and faults before him. But God said, I pulled at your heart and it was up to you to make that decision. Free will. So now that we have given God our yes, it's going to take the Holy Spirit to allow us to fulfill the yes that we have given him. It's going to take Holy Spirit. And no other spirit can be able to do what Holy Spirit does. The lead us and guide us in all truth and righteousness. We want to be holy, but are you holy? W-H-O-L-L-Y. Oh, there is a difference. There is a big difference. 
So it's so a lot of times we want to be holy because the Lord said be holy because he is holy. That, okay, that's good. But holy, W-H-O-L-L-Y, mean entirely, fully, your whole being. Your whole being, completely, absolutely, entirely, thoroughly, utterly, perfectly, altogether, unconditionally, undisputedly, wholeheartedly, radically. As the children always say, I'm going all the way. That's what holy means. That W-H-O-L-L-Y. Again, you can be holy because a lot of people are holy in church. There are a lot of people holy when they go into the sanctuary. A lot of people holy trying to look the part. But then in the midst of God said, are you holy? W-H-O-L-L-Y. <laughs> are you pure in your motives? Are you simply doing according to the yes that I told you to do? Are you merely doing what I've told you to do and I've given you to do? Or are you doing it according to your own will and your own way? Give God his full yes. Because that's what he's coming for. And be holy. Not just holy. H-O-L-Y. <laughs> Not just dedicated or consecrated to God. Or religious purpose or sacred. But become holy. Your entire being. Be whole before God. Because that's what he's looking for. A holy nation. giving me all surrendering all to me all right people this is your girl prophecy elsa's if you have not subscribed please subscribe if you have not subscribed to the website it's www.change excuse me crc international ministries.com if you have not subscribed to the website this is your girl i pray peace and blessings will be upon each and every one of you And I pray that you continue to give God your full yes in every area of your life. All right, be blessed.